this week, it felt kind of heavy in the sense that I think a lot of people are going through some interesting transitions right now. I noticed um, uh, a lot of really deep things, you know, coming up in my client sessions about grief and, you know, moving through some of really the the hardest parts of human existence. But at the same time, there was like this weird dichotomy in the air of like hopefulness and and faith. And I feel like there's this kind of thing, just this thing, this energy floating around. I don't know if this is making sense to anybody, but there's just this energy floating around of like uh, the power of our resilience, um, the power of our healing journeys, finding purpose in the journey itself versus the destination. I know that is cheesy, but there was something there that kind of came through too this week in my client sessions, like just how much it isn't really about where we end up with our goals, but more about how we view this moment entirely and how we empower ourselves in this moment like if it's mars retrograde and we're having a tough time in this mars retrograde like still there's there's a story and there's a narrative that can be had about this mars retrograde and why it is useful in this moment so i don't know there's just there's a lot of things going on i feel like i've been kind of weirdly inspired by not weirdly inspired but just un i should say unexpectedly inspired by a handful of my clients who again are moving through or have moved through some of the tougher parts of human existence you know losing one loved ones grieving um mental health depression and I'm just inspired by how, I don't know, I'm, I'm inspired by their viewpoints. I don't know, it's been a weirdly inspiring week, uh, but that inspiration has come from, you know, hearing people's stories, right? And it's interesting because, yeah, right now the moon is, is opposing Pluto. Uh, the moon will move into Leo a little bit later today. Uh, this week, it's a little bit of a slower week astrologically. We don't have like any super, super major aspects going on. Um, Venus just moved into Capricorn. So happy Venus return to the Venus and Capricorns who are listening. Um, I'm a Venus and Capricorn. And that is probably my favorite placement that I have. <laughs> uh, Mercury moved into Capricorn and Mercury will station retrograde in Capricorn in a couple weeks, but it's not this week. Uh, but overall, we're just kind of, we're marinating this week. And I was thinking since it's a slightly slower, slightly slower week in the sky, um, we're almost recovering from some of the major aspects that we already had this month. Like we had all the Sagittarius planets oppose Mars retrograde. We had that full moon in Gemini. 
conjunct Mars retrograde. Um, we had, we just had Venus square Jupiter, like these big, big things, all of these big, powerful, energetic aspects have like blown up, <laughs> you know, this, this week and, uh, or in the last couple weeks, I should say. And this week does feel like a good sort of recovery moment where we're really marinating with faith, hope, the meaning of it all, um, you know, not that I'm rushing us to make meaning from our suffering, but um, I, I do think there's some meaning-making power uh, in the sky right now, and it's because we went through some very intense transits this month, right? Um, and Lauren, you said the full moon was a whole thing. Yeah, it was. It was a thing. Like one of my uh, friends who is like, I, I view her as um like a spiritual mentor in a lot of ways like you know a much better meditator than I am you know I admire her dedication to her spiritual practice and um you know even she called me or left me a little like voice note this week and was like I don't know what happened but I woke up and I had a panic attack and she was like Mal like what is this and I'm like yeah, that was, that would be the full moon conjunct Mars, <laughs> Mars retrograde. Uh, so if you have been feeling like your emotions have been up and down and you've just felt a little bit ground, ungrounded, I know we kind of say that every week, but yeah, that, Lauren, you're so right. That full moon was a whole thing. Uh, but I will say, um, I was thinking about how it, it is hard to have some intense astrological energies that we're sitting with um while it is also the holiday season you know and I I don't know there's been a lot of things I've been marinating on with what is the best mindset to go into the holiday season you know what is the what is the story that we are going to be carrying into the holiday season? You know, a lot of us will be seeing family members that might trigger us or even setting boundaries with, you know, we, some of us might be saying, hey, I'm not coming to Christmas Eve dinner this year, or I'm not, you know, participating in that family tradition this year. I'm not going to church with you all this year. You know, like there could be some interesting patterns, I think is a good way of putting it. Like the patterns being broken this holiday season with our, our family stories, our family narratives. Um, Jess, I see you're here. And this, this sermon is semi-inspired by our conversation yesterday. Um, you know, we talked a lot about the stories that our family have versus the stories that we have. And I actually pulled the page of cups today and it felt to me like because this week is sort of the aftermath of so many shifts, Sagittarius season, opposing Mars and Gemini, full moon in Gemini and Venus square Jupiter and all, uh, you know, there's just been a, there's been a lot of shifts and 
in a Mars retrograde in Gemini, Gemini, the, the sort of sign of communication, the sign of um, the stories we tell, the research we collect. How could we not change our stories, you know, during this Mars retrograde? Or how could we not differentiate our story from our family's story in a lot of ways? And, you know, pulling the, um, pulling the page of cups is so serendipitous because I think the page of cups is the storyteller. Um, they, they have the power of, of telling the story in a new way or developing meaning from a story that, you know, maybe didn't have meaning before this. Um, the, the page of cups is, is the cycle breaker in their family in a lot of ways because they have the power to tell the story of their family's existence you know, in a new way and differentiate their life path from sort of the song that their family has been singing for potentially generations. Um, so that's just something I want to invite us to think about. Like, take take m making meaning, you know, off the table for a second. But, you know, just take a minute and kind of connect with... A f one one story that kind of persists in your family dynamic. Granted, I will say, this story is likely not spoken directly out loud. Like, uh, you know, it's, pro it's more likely the opposite. Like, no one actually admits that this is the story because it's a subconscious story. <laughs> you know, like, every family has a subconscious story that they're playing out. Um, I'm trying to think of like an example of this, but, uh, you know, very much I grew up in a house where um, like we couldn't have people over unless the house was like completely spotless. And that was always like a huge concern of both my parents. Like, you know, oh, how embarrassing it is if someone comes over and sees you know, a singular dust particle out of place, you know, like that, that was kind of the behavior. But I think the story underneath that behavior is almost like, if we are not perfect, people will judge us. Or uh, like, we fear other people's judgment, or we put other people's judgment, superficial judgments of us on a pedestal, <laughs> you know, like, like other people's superficial judgments of things like our home and the cleanliness of our home or whatever are, are, are the most important thing to maintain. Again, would anybody in my family actually like say that and be like, oh, you know, actually, <laughs> No, your friend cannot come over because we have to maintain our superficial judgments, you know, or, or whatever. No, no one would actually say that. In fact, if I said this to some of my family members, they would think I was nuts. 
like they would be like what are you talking about you think you're you know you're always psychoanalyzing everything whatever but i will say that story is something that really persists into the holiday season and is a is something that has made the holiday season really unenjoyable for me because I feel like I can't enjoy myself. I feel like I have to be hypervigilant to what's going on. I have to be helping, you know, my parents host and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all of that stuff. And here's the thing. Okay, now we're all kind of connecting to some subconscious story, right? That our family has played out over the years. Could be similar to mine. You know, it could be a story like, um, you know, talking about emotions is inappropriate or we don't talk about that here. Um, that I think is a very popular subconscious family story. Um, let's just sweep things under the rug, not address stuff, <laughs> you know, direct communication is actually bad. I mean, I say these things and you know, you're, you might be like, oh, maybe you're overthinking it, but it's true. Like how many of our family members or our, our family system as a whole kind of carries this story of direct communication is bad. Setting boundaries is bad. We are, shame, we are ashamed of ourselves and we cannot talk about it, you know? And then, okay, this is why, this is why the holidays is a hard time triggering right? Because now you, me and you, who are, you know, I would think if you're, if you're in this space of witch church in some way, you're, you know, you're in the, in the business of <laughs> some kind of spiritual development, some kind of self-awareness, self-healing, you know, path in whatever context that doesn't have to mean you're like a yogi in tibet or something but you know there's there's been some kind of reflection on trauma and your blah 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 okay so now guess what you're developing a new story page of cups for yourself that's what healing is it's saying this is the subconscious story that i was operating in within my family system <laughs> and now I'm developing a new story. And my new story is probably very different than the, the subconscious waters that my family swims in. So no wonder, you know, if, if our family story is nobody talk about it, don't, don't bring it up. We don't, we don't directly communicate in this household. Again, no one's saying that out loud, but that's the energy. And you come in after, you know, some, let's say a little therapy, a little this, a little of that, you know, some self-reflection, some journaling, you know, a couple years of whatever. You come in and suddenly now your story as an individual is open communication is healthy and good. <laughs> Oh, you mean that your story that now you're carrying about your life is directly, you know, <laughs> T-boning, <laughs> you know, it's like a car crash. Like, it's like, wow, like my story is now in opposition to my family story. 
No, no wonder. No, and you know what makes it even more triggering is it's fucking hard to make a new story for yourself. It's probably one of the bravest things you can do in this lifetime. You know, it's very, very difficult to recognize that is my family system's subconscious narrative that they have perpetuated. <laughs> you know, it's very difficult to recognize that, say that is unhealthy and I am going to go in a different direction and it's going to be very, very difficult for me to actually go in that direction. It's going to require me to like face some of my fears and, you know, be uncomfortable because we'll always be uncomfortable if we start to rewrite the story for ourselves. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And now it's hard for us to carry our new stories about ourselves into our family dynamics, right? Um, so I, I want you to think about that today and this week. Again, and this is kind of the compilation of a lot of things that have been happening with Mars, again, Mars retrograde, Jupiter square, um, Venus, uh, Sagittarius planets opposing Mars and Gemini. Uh, you know, we're more aware, I think, of the story we are developing than ever. Yeah, like, I feel more aware. Like, even last night, I was at a family birthday dinner, and I was just, like, more aware than ever that my story about life is just... It's night and day. <laughs> it's It's night and day. And I can either... I can either be triggered by that because there were some times in the past where I think my story was more in the process of changing and I would go back to my family's dynamic and be like really sad because I would say, you know, oh, I feel really judged or I feel like the black sheep or I feel like nobody gets me or nobody is ever going to see me here. Um, which could, can't, which might, might actually kind of be true. Uh, but also the more I found strength in my own story, the less I felt like an outsider, you know, or the less I felt like a black sheep and the more I was able to just accept, like, I was put on this earth. I came to this earth. My soul came to this earth to develop a different story than my parents have, than my family systems have. Um, and I can accept that and I can let that be okay. And I think there is some sort of shame that ultimately comes up when we do sort of go a different direction than our family story. I think that shame maybe even comes from a sort of caveman part of us that's like, oh, I need to, you know, stay with my tribe. And, you know, my tribe, I'm dependent on my tribe for survival. So if I, um, you know, if I veer away from, you know, my group, then I'm going to get eaten by the wildebeest, you know, because I'm doing something different. Right? Right? But in reality, we live in 2022. There's no wildebeests. There's no pterodactyls anymore. There's no um, saber-toothed tigers. So 
when we do veer into a healthier story, it's survivable, you know, it, 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 it actually our survival might be dependent on it in this, in this sense. Uh, so I want you to think about that guys, like what is the story that you are changing in this moment? And can that actually bring some peace to you during the holiday season? Um, when you may be inevitably spending some more time with family or um, the family system that you, you know, grew up in, you can even just tell yourself like, you know, okay, my family has a different story than me now. And I can honor my story about my life. Whether that's like, um, you know, I define my own version of success, you know, or whatever it is. Like, let's say the family story is success is making a lot of money and money is all that matters, you know? Um, and now you in this lifetime are like, no, success is, comes through many different avenues and I am successful in my own right and I define that for myself. You know, it's like your story versus your family's story. You don't have to come up to your family's story and like, be like, ah, you know, because I think that is sometimes the, the, um, <laughs> the frustrating part of it, right? Like, we're like, oh my God, I've seen the truth. You know, I've seen past our conditioning. You know, now I have to, like, now I have to, like, make everybody else aware. No, you don't, you know, or you could just, you know, hold yourself in the highest frequency as possible and be proud of yourself for developing your new story and um, let your story and your family's story coexist with one another, even if they do kind of clash at times. Can you coexist and just heal and thrive in your own little bubble, right? Because the other two choices, I mean, you're inevitably going to trigger other people in your family for doing this, right? <laughs> people are going to notice just energetically that you're holding a different story than they're holding. Or you are challenging the very story that has made them feel safe for a long time. Even if the story is negative, people feel safe in negative stories all the time. Um, you know, you are maybe even challenging their own suffering. <laughs> and what can we do? Well, you know, you can be as grounded and centered in your, in your new story as possible. Um, Lauren, you said page of cups in this moment feels like no one is coming with you. It's time for your own story. Yes. Yes. Um, it's so true. It, it, it's so true. Like, <laughs> like there was this moment. It was funny. Um, like someone, um, someone in my like kind of more distant family, like, um, there was this thing about, like a distant cousin, um, their part boyfriend asked for their parents, um, hand in marriage. Like he was like, Oh, can I marry your daughter? Like I have intentions in 
you know, proposing to your daughter. And he like did this whole thing with like the conversation with the parents. And that was brought up at the, at my family dinner last night about this distant cousin. And like, I like being me, like I made kind of a little bit of a joke about it. And I was like, or someone, someone else in my family maybe said like, oh yeah, like, oh, you know what they did? They kind of made like a little bit of a nudge towards me. Like they were like, oh yeah, Mal, like, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, you should do, right? Like, you know, like when you, when you're heading towards marriage, like your partner should, you know, ask for your parents' hand in marriage. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, for, I was like, I'd be pissed if someone did that. What am I, livestock? <laughs> Granted, you could totally think that that would be a sweet gesture and that could be in alignment for you. But for me, I'm like, no, what the fuck? No, that would piss me off. And they like started laughing like, oh, haha, ha, Mal is, you know, such a, <laughs> you know, such a jokester. She, she's always, you know, but, but like, it was this like lighthearted, but simple moment where it was like, yeah, we're joking. We're being lighthearted. Like we're like nudging each other. Like, oh yeah. Like, but at the same time, like there really is a difference of stories being told about the family in, in that moment. Like my story about things like marriage, having kids, proposals <laughs> are drastically different, <laughs> we could say, than, than what they're thinking in their head about what I should do with my life, right? And I just think it's kind of funny. Like, I'm at the point where I feel secure enough in the story that I've developed that now I can kind of find humor <laughs> instead of feeling so much resentment or feeling like so much of an outsider um and uh blue moon cocoon you said um it's a lonely process indeed but so necessary yes yes it is lonely maybe i i i agree with that but at some point i think that loneliness will click into personal empowerment and the process itself will teach you a lot about what it is to give yourself your own validation um not easy you know but I think that's where it ultimately leads Sam you said you're on your own kid you always have been yes yes a little T Swift is a page of cups isn't she um so what story how is your story right now different than your family's different than what you were raised in how can that kind of be triggering during the holiday season, but also how that, how can that be empowering? How can that be an empowering way to see the inevitable, you know, family snafus that will pop up, you know, this holiday season? Like, even when I know, like, Christmas Eve, like, I know that the, my one of my parents or both of my parents are going to freak out over something like, because again, their story is we must maintain a seamlessly clean, um, well-run household because we are fearful of judgment from others or, you know, like that's kind of the story. So I know like I'm going to be put in that story and, you know, I, uh, I, at some point in, in this holiday season, but I can also 
now have the power to maintain like, oh, I see where they're coming from. Like they're actually just really scared or they're really afraid of being shamed or they, they're really just operating from a, a really deep inner child wound, you know? And it helps me see, give compassion to the very story that is detrimental to me. And then I can move on and feel more empowered in the story that I'm building for myself. Does that make sense? I hope I'm making sense, my friends. But, you know, overall, it's a, it's a, really, it's a really good week to just kind of decompress about everything, all of the realizations that we have been having, you know, this week. Uh, Alexandra, you said, good morning. Sorry for coming late. Preparing a room for our angel. <laughs> I'm excited for you too, Alexandra. Um, I have another clarifying card here and we have 10 of wands. Um, and in this, uh, in this process of, um, kind of pulling out or deciphering or even seeing for the first time, like, oh, when my dad bursts out in anger over something, over nothing, what story is he operating from? Or like, oh, when my mom insists that I do this, that it has to be done this way, what story is that coming from? Or like, oh, when my grandma says something offensive, like what story is that coming from? Like just kind of being curious about the story, you might realize 10 of wands, you might realize like just how many stories you still carry from the family system. And I think that's the power of the Page of Cups. Okay, we're rewriting, we're cycle breaking. Um, and that can be challenging but ultimately the page of cups it has a talent and the page of cups can see things because they are so deeply intuitive because they are so deeply um highly sensitive uh, they can see things in the narratives in the family stories that other people can't they can piece them out and start to rewrite them for themselves. Okay. Um, so that's my vibe for this week, my friends. Um, really, really, yeah. Zooming in on those family stories. Especially the ones that are unspoken. Unspoken. Although there could be a family story that is passed down. From, you know. <laughs> I don't know. From generation to generation or whatever. And um, that could also mean something. That could also have an underlying meaning. <laughs> uh, but it's such a it's such a beautiful time to to kind of think about this kind of stuff. Healing to think about this kind of stuff. Also, one thing I will say is that Jupiter is at twenty nine degrees Pisces, and I just put up a new podcast slash YouTube video about Jupiter at the last degree of Pisces, about to switch into Aries come uh, December 20th. Uh, so check it out on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment if you 
haven't already, I'm trying to manifest a thousand subscribers on YouTube by the end of 2023, a thousand or more. Um, so I think I have about 800 to go. I think I, or maybe about 750 to go. I think I have about 250 subscribers. So definitely doable, but help me out on YouTube. Uh, and, uh, Let's see, um, Corey said, Page of Cups have fresh eyes. They see fresh eyes. They see things with fresh eyes. Yes, yes. And Sarah, you said it's an interesting topic because I think a lot of people have kids so they can pass down their lineage and their ancestral traditions. So it's like people either stick with those tr traditions or go in an opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I have some strong feelings about <laughs> I, I I have some strong feelings about yeah, why some of us do, you know, have kids and um I think in the highest frequency of like having children it would be, oh, I wanna carry this I feel called to be a parent. I feel called to lead these vessels in their lifetime. You know, I feel called to guide these souls towards their highest expression of who they are. And, um, but a lot of the time, I, I'm not sure if people are having kids in that, in that, um, um, in that way, I think a lot of people might have not been loved by their own parents and uh, might have their own parental issues and think that if they have a kid, they can have someone who will love them. And I think a lot of parents project their mommy and daddy issues onto their own kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it goes from mom, why didn't why don't you why don't you love me enough, you know, to you know, son, why aren't you loving me enough? You know, like it's, it's this, like this story. It's so weird how the stories get passed down. And I think there's such a powerful thing in like a new generation of, of people, um, like seeing all of these traditions and really saying like, okay, how can we rewrite them? Yeah. Sarah, I don't think that's where you were going with that, but that's what, what you made me think of. Um, Corey, you said the whole lineage thing is interesting too. I think it's a mindset that is part of the patriarchy. Um, only part of it though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so true, so true. And you'll notice, you know, in observing holiday, um, this holiday season, maybe you're not sure right now about my invitation to examine the unsaid the the unspoken family narratives that kind of brew <laughs> you know like brew, brew in the in the energy of your family maybe you're not sure yet and maybe you're going to take this holiday season to kind of observe what those stories could be and yeah you Corey you're right you may find that a lot of these stories uh are rooted in like patriarchal norms or um uh yeah i mean totally uh, let's, uh, do this, my friends. Let's gear over to collective prayer time. I'd be happy to pull you a card 
if you would if that would be helpful I have my books open, of course, uh, 2023 holiday gift cards and 2023 year ahead readings. I mean, I have all my normal stuff too, like just basic tarot readings and uh, astrology readings. But if you if you want to step into my office uh, sometime this month, sometimes next month, do a little do a little year ahead um, that you are invited. <laughs> so head on over to my website. And, uh, oh, uh, Sarah, you said ditto. I don't think I need to have a child in order to pass down wisdom, but that's a good point that some people might think they'll find ancestral healing if they have a kid of their own. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's such an interesting thing to think about. Um, Pam, you said I'd love a card for the week, please. Absolutely, Pam. You got friendship. I'm pulling from the Sacred Symbols Oracle deck today. Um, so I think it's a great week for um, heartfelt connections. And, you know, in a literal way, go on a friend date. You know, get you know appreciate your best friend. You know, a couple best friends at the moment. Um, really sink into the power of the connections that you do have instead of feeling sad or um, hopeless about, you know, the connections that you wish you had. It's like, no, no, no. Like, what do you have right now? And how can you cultivate those things this week? Um, and... Uh, I don't know. I, that's, that's just kind of what comes through. It feels like a simple message, but it, that, that kind of is, is the message. <laughs> um, Lauren, you said, I would love an anchor card for directing more compassion towards myself. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, shadow. I was thinking, Lauren, is it possible that one of the family stories we were talking about earlier, like, is it possible that one of the family stories is like something about, you know, not giving yourself grace or needing to be perfect or, um, you know, needing to be yeah, I, I, I don't know why this is coming up, but I'll never forget, you know, this is actually a really weird memory that I that I remember that I associate with my dad. But one time my dad took me and my brother when we were little, um, he took us to like the corner bagel shop to get breakfast. It was like a weekend. And he only had cash on him. And I don't know, like the he the order was like, I don't know, let's say it was like ten forty seven, you know, ten dollars forty seven cents. And he went to take out his cash. And he had ten dollars and he had like I don't know, like thirty cents or something. Like he was like ten, fifteen cents short of being able to like pay for the stuff. And like it, he only had cash. It wasn't that, like, ultimately, you know, if he had a card, he could have paid for it. But it was just, like, 
he was so panicked that he didn't have this 17 cents and this person behind us gave him gave him the the change right and <laughs> he's like oh so, so like he was just mortified and we got in the car me and my brother and my dad and he was just like almost berating himself about how embarrassing that was and over 17 fucking cents like who cares i would give a stranger five bucks if i don't know like uh, uh, and you know it it, it happens i I don't know so anyways in that and in that moment i share this with you lauren because yeah in that moment i i did learn to beat myself up really bad (laughs) you know like just like my dad did (laughs) just like my dad does to this day like he is really beats himself up um and for a long time i did that to myself too like didn't allow myself to make a mistake didn't allow myself to like even be embarrassed or whatever um and and now with this shadow card coming up laura and it's like okay there's a new story that that you have um you know that can can be i give myself grace i forgive myself uh Uh, I'm not sure if that's like a literal how, but it feels like a mantra or something like that. So I hope that helps in some way, Lauren. Um, Corey, I would love a card for the week. Please and thank you. Absolutely. Ooh, Corey, you got message. And I love the little uh, Luna moth on this card. Um, I saw a Luna moth in person at some point this year um, when I was in North Carolina and I didn't realize how rare it was to see one until someone told me they're like oh my god you saw a luna moth that's like so rare to see one and um but I say that because this card reminds me that was it really rare to see one or was I just really tapped in to like the messages and and nature and synchronicities and like will we see messages and synchronicities from spirit if we take the time to see them right uh so take the time to communicate with the universe this week Corey, and and just watch and see how the universe communicates back ellis you said card of the week please affluence okay so it feels like there's a part of you and your social circle that is about to kind of expand because the the affluence card is like okay you're in the middle but your connection leads to another connection leads to another connection you know and this could even be like a good example of this would be witch church <laughs> you know like i know you and you know me but then you know you're in this live with a bunch of other people who know different things and you know maybe this person has the same problem as you and can connect you to this resource and etc etc um so maybe don't isolate uh the next couple weeks uh reach out to your connections don't be afraid to make new connections um whoever is in your close bubble of like your top five people that you communicate with the most or whatever see if you can even expand beyond that 
and uh, see what other perspectives other people can give you. Um, and overall, just know that if you're feeling a little bit lonely or isolated right now, I think know that your energy is really growing in order to propel you forward and you're going to start to feel that um, literally, I think, more come come the beginning of 2023. Okay, Katie, you said I would love a card for the week ahead. There's one confusing connection weighing on me. <sighs> me too, Katie. Me too. <laughs> me too. Okay. Gratitude. Cool. Well, I think it's possible that sometimes we get confused about connections because we're focused on where the connection is going and what the future of the connection is. And we maybe lose a little bit of sense of like, what the present moment is telling us about the connection. And I wonder if there's a focus for you, Katie, about um, grat the gratitude card coming out. Like, what is actually good about this connection right now in this present moment? Regardless of how it's going to turn out, regardless of any future anxiety you have about this connection, um, what is the gift in this moment right now? What are you learning from this person right now? Even if you end up learning, oh, that isn't what I want, <laughs> you know, like how can, how can that be really empowering? And I think with the gratitude card out, like it's really about, you know, focusing in on the present moment and what the present moment is teaching you instead of getting too, too, you know, jammed up about what exactly the future is gonna, you know, hold. Uh, Sarah, you said I would appreciate a card for the week too, Mal. Thank you. You're so welcome. Sarah, we've got Divinity. Cute. Um, I like this, Sarah. It might be a good week to reconnect with things like your tarot deck or an astrology book or um, your own intuition, uh, crystals. You know, set up a little crystal grid that promotes third eye crown chakra expansion you know when the divinity card comes out it feels to me like we're being reminded that we are more than just this human meat suit we are also having a spiritual experience on this earth right and i think some kind of re-embracing your spiritual side uh will be helpful this week remembering that you know yeah, you are more than just the human problems right in front of your face. You know, you are also this really expansive being. Um, okay, Sam, you said, uh, definitely need a card for this week. Had such a wonderful year. Had astrology reading with you on Friday. Thank you again for your work in this world. Aw, thanks, Sam. I, I really like your, your reading a lot. Um, thanks for trusting me. Uh, Okay, Sam's card of the week. Ooh, Sam, nature spirits. Nature spirits. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, the low-hanging fruit here is, yeah, how can you spend a little bit more time, you know, connecting to nature friends? I know you're in a slightly new location, and one of your 
uh, goals for the next couple months is to expand like your sense of community in this new location. But also like, you know, this week, go go make some tree friends, go make some some nature spot friends. Uh, and I think also in those nature spots, that is where, you know, your ancestors and your guides and your spirit friends are also going to come through. Like you're going to find this like great nature spot. And then this like, <laughs> I'm making this up, but like, you know, like this hot pink bird, you know, flies by and lands right on your head. I mean, not really, but you know, like when we're feeling at peace in nature, I think we're able to see how nature is also communicating with us and, and sending us signs and sending us synchronicities. And I think the spirit world does communicate with us a lot through the natural world. Okay. So that's what I got for you, Sam. Lauren, you said, wow, that's absolutely a family story around not giving myself grace. And that's definitely coming up this week. Totally, totally. Um, Blue Moon Cocoon, you said, I would love a card for my birthday week ahead. It's tomorrow. Oh, well, happy birthday, young Sagittarius. Okay. And you got Transmute, the Transmute card. Um, I would say there's like a big almost like identity shift that's been going on. And I think you're on, on the cusp almost between like this old version of yourself and this, this newer identity that you're like going to fully embrace. And I think a lot of the harder stuff, the challenges that you've gone through this year, they're finally transmuting into understandable lessons you know, where you're like, oh, yeah, I got it now. I got it, spirit. I got what you wanted to teach me. You know, it's kind of like that. So expect a lot of shifting energies, but it's for the better. And and keep your own energy moving, like physically moving, like go for some nature walks, drink a lot of water, because it seems like you're cycling through a lot of energy right now. Sarah, you said I would love a card of the week, please. Um, yeah, let's see. Sarah. Sarah, release. Yeah, what is no longer serving? Uh, what feels filled with resentment? <laughs> when something feels like we're doing it with resentment, it's because it's not in alignment. <laughs> you know? Um if we're uh, resenting, uh, you know, offering help to someone, it's because we have crossed our own boundaries and now we're giving our own, now we're pouring from an empty cup. So you might actually have to say no this week to something in order to get back to yourself and your own inner equilibrium. Okay, so that, that's what I'm getting, Sarah. And the other Sarah, you said, oh my gosh, that story about your dad makes me think he was told a story when he was a kid about lack of money and worth. Oh yeah, Sarah, 100%. I mean, my dad like straight up was, yeah, it, very abused as a kid. So it's, it's, and lived in a very poor family. So it, it is 100% that story. And you know, it's good. It's good to recognize these things, right? Because now we can see, oh, you know, I still carry my dad's abuse story. Even though my dad didn't abuse me, you know, um, 
you know, I still carry his abuse story from his childhood. And now I have to shift that <laughs> again. Like this is the power of storytelling. Um, Alexandra, you said, Mal, I would like, would love a card for this week as I finish school and get in the mood of being rejoined with the family. Yeah, I'm excited for you, Alexandra. Ooh. Divine Masculine. Okay, the Divine Masculine. The Divine Masculine is about um, kind of exerting yourself in aligned ways. Uh, it's about not forcing or pushing or taking on too much that you, that it like doesn't become fun anymore. Because I think sometimes, especially moms, you know, do this during the holiday season, like a lot of responsibility falls on their shoulders. And then they end up not really enjoying their holiday season because, you know, so much is on their shoulders. So how can the divine masculine help you with that? Divine masculine says, I'm asking for help. I'm delegating duties to other people. Um, I am, you know, having a clear vision of my intentions of what I need to get done today, but also I have a clear vision of my intentions about how I want to feel today. You know, we can bake 10 different types of Christmas cookies and feel stressed out about it, or we could bake two different types of cookies and have a lot of fun and just have that intention, you, you know? So I think it's really about getting organized, Alexandra, but also being careful not to overdo it and stress yourself out. Pam, you said perfect message. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, if anybody sees a hot pink bird this week, <laughs> any flamingos on the lawn, <laughs> I should go get like one of those fake uh, flamingos and put it on my lawn. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Blue Moon Cocoon, you said, thank you. I tend to pull that card a lot. I have that deck too, and I love it. Really enjoy her nature nurture oracle as well. <laughs> yeah, I've been wanting to get that deck for a while. I need to put it on my list, but I have not... I have not bought a new deck in a minute and it's because I have too many and that I don't use. So, but would definitely like to check that out. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm so sorry. Uh, Sam, you said such a perfect card for me, Mal. I agree. Uh, immediately had an idea of where to go. Uh, um, Alexandra, you said, thank you, Mal. You are amazing. You are amazing too. Thank you so much, my friends, for supporting Witch Church once again. Uh, always love doing this with y'all. Uh, we're going to play it by ear with the rest of this month. Uh, it's possible that I might get bogged down with family stuff. So we'll see if... Um, I think there will definitely be at least one more Witch Church before 2023. But we'll see when that actually is. Okay. And... Uh, it, again, if you need guidance, you can always rewatch the recording of this and also head on over to my YouTube channel slash podcast. I just posted a rising sign forecast about, you know, Jupiter's, uh, you know, moment in Pisces to Aries at the end of this year. And I can't believe we're almost at the end of this year. It's a little, it's a little cuckoo. I uh, can't believe it. But 
sending you all such good vibes. Thanks so much. Uh, spread the word about my year ahead readings if you have any friends who you think would benefit. And uh, we'll talk again all in spirit timing.